and they are going to um, answer all your questions. You guys did such a good job of coming up with really good questions. But there's some questions that they're not going to be able to answer because they don't know. So I'm going to give you a teaser. Um, one question is, is, what is leadership team? Leadership team is for students from ninth to 12th grade. So if you are going into ninth grade and through 12th grade and you want to grow in your leadership skills, you want to go deeper to, um, with your relationship with Christ, if you want a smaller community to dig in deeper, this is what you would seek out for next, next fall. What is our next section for the Bible that we are going to study? Um, so Eric is finishing up Titus tonight. We have two weeks of panel. And then we are going to do, I'm going to teach on Philemon. It's one book and one chapter. And so that will be our next study. And then the last, so it'll be the 5th, 12th. The 12th of May is our last night together. Um, so we'll have like a little celebration. The 5th graders join us. Yes, they do. <laughs> scary? Oh, I don't want it to be scary. I want it to be fun. Oh, they might be in here. I don't know. We'll see. Um, what will we learn about next year? I don't have a clue. I'm trying to get to the end of May, and then I'll. Ah, you're so funny. Not going to happen. Don't listen to Eric. We are not doing Deuteronomy. Been there, done that. Will we have to reapply to go on a missions trip if we filled one out before and last year's was canceled? Yes. You want to go on a mission trip? Fill out the application. Again. Those were the questions that, but the questions next week are so good. And I can't wait to hear. Um, teaser would be, how long did it take Jesus to die on the cross was one of the questions. That just came to me. That was just one of the ones I remember. got me there? Sounds good. So I want to tell you guys a little story. So growing up, I was three years old, and my parents decided that they were going to buy this uh, sailboat. And so they bought this 24-foot sailboat that has uh, the sleeping quarters down below, and there's like one bed on one side, one bed on the other. There's a bed up front. There's like this little kitchen thing. And it was like really sweet to have when we when I when we first had it and I loved it we sailed quite a bit we would take it up to the Apostle Islands and we would sail it up there and then my parents got divorced and my stepmom really wasn't into sailing at all but I was still super into sailing and my older brothers were getting older and they t they weren't really into it nearly as much as I was and so then one day kind of randomly my dad and I were taking the sailboat out of the water. It was, uh, I was in college, 
and he just says, oh, by the way, when I die, you get to have the sailboat. <laughs> I was like, okay, sounds good. And so then I went home and I, pr- no, I didn't pray that my dad would die. That's weird. Wouldn't that have been weird? I'd be like, okay, well, why don't you hurry up? <laughs> um, but so then fast forward, and Nikki's mom died. And w- at her funeral, my dad says, I think it's time that you get the sailboat. He's like, I don't know what I'm waiting for. We're not using it. You might as well have it. And I was like, yes. Because if you get something early rather than getting something late, you're always excited and certainly there's things that your parents have that you're like, I can't wait till I get that. Like we have this family heirloom, this, this music box, and unfortunately it's going to go to my oldest brother because that's how it's passed down through our family. And if my oldest brother happened to not make it, <laughs> then maybe I could uh, get, get in line for that. So tonight, as Amanda said, we are uh, finishing the book of Titus. And then, uh, like she said, in a couple weeks, we'll be in the book of Philemon. So uh, the interesting thing about Titus is Paul, he, uh, he repeats himself a lot. He repeats himself a lot. Thank you. So basically, Paul was a boomer before there were boomers. And you're just like, oh, yeah, have you heard this story? Yes. Well, let me tell it to you again. So he says, remind them, we're in verse uh, 1 of chapter 3 of the book of Titus. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of our works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, So that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things. So that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to do good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people, but avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law. For they are unprofitable and worthless. As for people, for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing to do with him. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. So remember, we've talked about these various uh, groups of behaviors that we're supposed to be living out and in different community or different areas of our lives. And so now Paul starts talking about how do we live out our faith in public in the world and so he's telling titus to remind the people of the church to act this way now if you'll notice um, acting this way is very different any guys seen the movie tenant 
it's like one of the weird, I've seen a lot of weird movies. This one has to be one of the weirdest. So part of it is they have developed this wormhole where you can go uh, basically into the past. You're like, this sounds like Back to the Future. It's far less enjoyable than Back to the Future and far more confusing. So you could go through this wormhole, but when you go into the, the past, then you're moving in reverse. So you're watching this movie, and some people are moving forward. Have you seen Tenet? Yeah. So imagine this, some people are moving forward, and then other people are moving backward at the same time. <laughs> it's so bizarre. That's a little bit what Titus is being told to tell the people of the church to act. Because all of these things that he says are basically the opposite of how the world functions. He says, tell them to be submissive to rulers and authorities to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak no, speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. That's not really how this world works, right? Like, this whole idea of being obedient, uh, not speaking evil of other people, not uh, fighting... Like, we love to quarrel, and, and the world loves to fight, to be gentle. We don't really like that idea, to be courteous toward all people. These are all things that, when we do them, people in the world are like, that's kind of weird. But Titus is saying, when we live, in the, I, live out our faith, this is what it looks like. And then he makes certain that, that he reminds the people that they were once like this. Once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions, pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others, and hating one another. And it's this very interesting thing because our lives before Christ look a certain way, and then our lives, once we engage with Christ, should look differently. And what he's saying is, we used to be these people. We used to be a person of the world. We used to act certain ways, do certain things. And, you know, one of my friends, he always uses this phrase when he talks to me. He's like, well, the old Eric would fill in the blank. It's usually not a real positive thing. <laughs> it's usually not like something I would tell you about. Uh, but the idea is, the person that you are today is different than the person that you used to be. And then we get in, into the real reason for this. And this is, this is the really cool part. He says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we may become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Whew. One thing about Paul, he writes these long, rambling sentences. 
but he always says some really crazy things. So what he's saying is, Jesus, we were in this place, acting this way. Jesus comes, and he saves us. He rescues us out of this lifestyle. He saves us because of his loving kindness and his goodness, not because we've done anything, not because we've earned it or or we've been able to acquire this thing, not that we have gained our own salvation, But Jesus Christ comes and saves us, brings us up out of this place where we find ourselves in all of these terrible things, slaves to various passions, all of these negative things. Because of his own mercy, how does he do it? By the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So, like, you guys have played Fortnite, right? Yes, some, if you haven't played it, you're lying, or I'm bringing something up, and you're really mad at your parents because they wouldn't let you play it or something to that effect. But when you play Fortnite in squads, right, what happens? You get knocked down, right? And then you're laying there helpless, and you're like, come on, man, somebody come save me. You're like, on your mic, hey, I'm over here, I've been shot, I need you to come help me. Right? Nick, help me out. I'm right? Yeah, I've seen, like, Twitch videos of this. And so what do you do? You come over and you regenerate your person and they come back to life, right? That's what happens. And if they don't come over and save you, you die and your game is over and you're like, now I got to sit here and watch the rest of you guys play without me. Wow, this is a lot of fun. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. We are in this place where we are existing in a way that we can't save ourselves. We can't do anything. We have been afflicted. We're in this old place and what Paul is telling Titus to tell the people is that the Holy Spirit comes and washes us and regenerates us and brings us. How does he do it? He pours. And how does he do it? He pours out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Pours it out richly. He's not stingy it's like if you ever go to chick-fil-a and you're like i'd like some chick-fil-a sauce and you had just ordered like six strips or 20 nuggets and a large order of fries i mean to share and they give you one package you want to pull back through the drive-thru and say you're not a follower of christ you stingy Give me some of that Chick-fil-A sauce. Like, pour it on. I want to just like, uh, right? Can I get an amen? You can actually buy it now. You can buy it now in a squeeze bottle so that you don't have to use your fingers. You just squeeze it right in. That's how God functions. He pours out himself and his spirit richly. So that being justified, 
this idea of being made right before God because of his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We might become heirs. We might become ones who inherit, who get this thing called eternal life from God our Father. We inherit it as heirs. The saying is trustworthy, verse 8, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. And it becomes this very interesting thing, right? Because we have just clarified, we don't earn our salvation. There's nothing that we can do to earn God's grace. There's nothing that we can do to to become an heir other than saying yes to Jesus Christ. And so when we do these good works, it's out of a love for who God is and what he has done for us. These things are excellent and profitable for people. So then what is not excellent? Foolish controversy. Genealogies, meaning I'm related to so-and-so, and and that's how I get certain things. Dissensions and quarrels about the law. Fighting about these things that absolutely make no sense. Like, why are we even fighting about this thing? Because why? Right. So that's what the world does, and that's not what we're supposed to do. Paul says we should not be in these things because because they're unprofitable and in fact they're worthless as for a person who stirs up division basically the person who acts like this or let me say it differently the old eric (laughs) who stirs up division he gets one chance one warning and then twice and then kick him out why do you kick them out? Because a per- that person is warped and sinful and he is self-condemned. Okay. Okay. But remember what Paul is writing to Titus about is they're creating this, these churches on this tiny little island and so he's trying to help them be a healthy church. It's kind of like he gets a yellow card and then he gets a red card and then he gets kicked out and he gets fine. When I said to Artemis or Tychicus, Aren't you glad that's not your name? Uh, Looking for Tychicus. Uh, Do your best to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. It's like Paul's decided that he's going to be in Florida for the winter, so go uh, hang out with him there. Do your best to speed Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos on their way. See that they lack nothing, and let our people learn to devote themselves to do good works. This good works thing, it just keeps coming back up. Why? So as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. So Paul concludes this letter. And as we know, at the end of the letter, it's kind of coming down to like, all right, just one more time. This is something very important. I want you to be aware of this. Do these good works. And what do those good works look like? 
helping those who are in need. He says, help those who are in urgent need and not be unfruitful. We have this crabapple tree in our yard that is kind of intermittently produces crabapples and blooms. And Nikki's been saying for three years, cut that thing down. I'm like, but maybe this year it will finally bear fruit. She's like, I don't care. Cut it down. Imagine if that was how God functioned with us. If you're not going to bear good fruit, if you're not going to bear any good fruit, any fruit, done with you, off with you, you're done. That's not how that works. Grace be with you all. Paul has set up this picture of how we are to live in the world based on our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so the question becomes, because I know these things, how am I going to live my life? And that's what we do in our small group, is we wrestle with these things, we discuss these things. And... Titus was far better than Deuteronomy. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this night and we thank you so much. We cannot thank you enough for the grace that you extend to us and the mercy and how you lavish us with your love and your goodness and your spirit. We just ask that your spirit would be in us and move through us and that we would take advantage of the opportunity that you have given us to be in relationship with you. And that because of that relationship, that we would go out and do good works. That we would do good works in this world so that people could see you in us. And that we would have the opportunity to extend your grace and your peace and your mercy to them. Be with our small groups tonight. Allow us to enjoy the time that we get to spend together. Help us to push one another and challenge each other in our faith. In Jesus' name, amen.